Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. Hello. I hope you're having an amazing day. I just got off a plane kind of a few hours ago. I got home at like 2 a.m. It's now 10 a.m. And you guys know I never do early morning podcasts, but today I was like, I need I need to talk to my friends here. Thus, here I am morning podcast session. I don't think I've ever done this. So we'll see how this goes. The energy is definitely gonna peak at some point in this episode because I just drank a full cup of coffee and I'm feeling good. So basically, I just got back from my first ever trip to Vegas and it's surprising I'm still, you know, here alive, kind of thriving, I guess, after a trip like that. But it's because I went (laughs) with my family. So it wasn't like a you know, like a going out crazy party Vegas trip. And I'm honestly so glad it wasn't because look, I'm still recovering from my Nashville trip. And that was like two months ago. Okay. I'm not a huge going out girly. Eh, Well, I go through phases and right now I'm not in that phase. So I went for the weekend with my parents and my sister met us from New York. She met us in Vegas. So we had our first family trip in so many years. The last time all four of us were together, I think was when we were in Hong Kong and that was when my sister was performing in West Side Story. So that was like to visit her. So we didn't have that much time with her. So we haven't done a proper family trip in so long. And this was basically my belated 21st birthday gift, even though that was last year. (laughs) So it was a little, you know, postponed, but I'm so happy it happened when it did. And my voice was doing things. I kind of wake up with like a little rasp to my voice. Super cute. I have never been to Las Vegas before, so that was my first experience, and it was such a good first experience. We stayed at the Aria Hotel, and when I tell you, like, I have only seen Vegas from movies and what people have told me, it felt like a simulation. It feels like another world, seeing people, you know, just their eyes glued to like a slot machine and they're, you know, spending all this money and just the amount of money that gets thrown around there was so crazy to see. And it was just, that whole place is a very interesting place because there's so many different things to experience there. I've never gambled before, so that was my first time doing that. Had some fun on the slot machines. Don't ask if I made money because I I didn't. So (laughs) I didn't like, I didn't go crazy because I knew. I wasn't feeling the vibes. I was like, I just, I don't feel like, you know, this is my time. However, my sister did and she, she won. Well, not like the jackpot, obviously. She did really well on that. So pop off. I had so much fun doing, I sat at my first ever like table and did blackjack, which was so fun. I was like doing the hand signals and stuff. And I just felt so cool. I was like, oh, this is, this is something I needed to cross off my bucket list. I don't think I'll ever be big into doing stuff like that. I just, I don't know isn't really for me, but I had a lot of fun. It was a great experience. A few notable mentions. If you are going to Vegas, you want to have a good time, go to Din Tai Fung. If you haven't heard of it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was really popular on TikTok a little bit ago, but my dad has been talking about it for years. He tried it. Where was he? He was somewhere in China. I think it was Shanghai. I believe, where he had Din Tai Fung for the first time. And he's just been talking about it ever since. And there was it was actually in our hotel. So we went there twice. We went there the first night we got there and literally a few hours before we went to the airport. Get the dumplings, get the shrimp fried rice. <clears throat> so good. My favorite was the soup pork dumplings and the kimchi pork dumplings. Fantastic. I will be thinking about that for a very long time. And it's in a few cities around the world. I know there's one in California. Obviously, Vegas, 
So I don't know where else it is, but that was one of my favorite places we had dinner. Also, the Cosmopolitan was a really fun place to hang out. We went to like their rooftop bar one of the nights and it was all themed for Christmas since obviously that's the season. They had like a little makeshift ice rink, which was so cute. The music was great. The Cosmopolitan definitely has more of like a younger crowd vibe. The Aria where we stayed was definitely a little more older, but the Cosmopolitan was so fun. We had some fun Christmas drinks. They had like a little Christmas bar menu. So good. And that was definitely a really fun time. If you're looking to go to a fun bar, go out, definitely check out the Cosmopolitan. I didn't really go. I didn't go to any nightclubs, so I don't have any recommendations for that. This was, you know, a family trip. So obviously (laughs) I didn't go to any, but another place to check out is Sugar Factory. We had dinner there. I don't really recommend the food, but they have these fantastic over-the-top drinks and milkshakes. Just look up their menu online, Sugar Factory. I know there's a few locations. I know there's some in New York, but that was definitely a fun experience if you're looking to, you know, just go somewhere, get a fun, fancy drink. It's kind of like a little experience. I, like I said, didn't really care for the food, but the drink part was fun. I didn't have any drinks there, (laughs) but I did have one of their milkshakes and it was crazy. So those are some of my favorite places. And the top thing that I did, this was by far the coolest thing and something I will never forget for the rest of my life and was just the craziest thing and just the coolest thing I've ever done. I went race car driving around an actual racetrack with a professional pro driver next to me. And I was in probably like a $150,000 car. I was in a Ferrari and I drove a race car and I had on my vintage little racer jacket that I thrifted a long time ago. I haven't worn it. I've been waiting for the perfect opportunity and I was like, this is the time. If you want to see what I'm talking about, I got a lot of questions on it. I posted pictures on my Instagram and you can see the car that I drove too, but it was at this place called Dream Racing and my dad knew I've been wanting to do this for so long. He told me about it maybe three or four years ago when we were talking about the idea of doing a Vegas trip one day. He was just talking about how they have these cool racetrack experiences where you can literally drive a supercar, you know, an Italian super sports car. And I have just, he surprised us with it, which was so cute. My sister and I both got to do it. And I hit 180, not miles per hour, kilometers per hour, which I think is 115 miles per hour on a racetrack. And I was zooming through this course. I had the instructor with me. His name was Enzo. He was a great teacher. And I was like using the paddle shifters and downshifting, upshifting, going so fast, burning rubber, screeching tires in a Ferrari, in an Italian sports car. That's probably the most expensive car I'll ever be in. Uh, So I got to live out my speed racer dreams. You know, having on that little race car jacket, I was like, I am meant to do this. And so now I've found a new passion that I can explore because I obviously I can't be a little speed racer on these normal streets out here. And also now that I drive an electric car, it's not as satisfying to like hear the engine roar. When I tell you, oh, you see, I understand why people who have, you know, these super expensive foreign supercars are kind of assholes on the road because it's fun to go fast. I, I will never be that person, but like I, I kind of have an understanding now that I've gotten to drive one and that was just the coolest thing. I think it was so sweet that my dad set that up and that was kind of like the big thing that we did and I will never forget it. So if you're 
willing to spend a little bit of money for the coolest experience ever, definitely check out Dream Racing. Had such a good time. So anyway, that is my little Vegas recap. Just wanted to, you know, fill you in because I didn't vlog this trip. I just posted about it on my Instagram because I really wanted to enjoy my family because, you know, when you get older, you don't really get to do that as often and it's not often that your schedules can align so that you're all off on the same time. And obviously when you're older, it's really it's not as easy to plan a family vacation since everyone has their own separate lives, but that was just so special. I'm never going to forget it. I hope we do more in the future and we don't wait as long in between doing our next family trip because that was just so cool. And now I can officially cross Vegas off of my list of places that I've been to. So that is really exciting. You don't ride an elevator for the music or pick an airline for the movies. So when it comes to audio entertainment, it makes sense to choose Audible. It's the home for stories told by the biggest stars like Ethan Hawke, Carrie Washington, and Kevin Hart. It's home to epic adventures, chilling mysteries, and can't miss comedies. Let your imagination soar with audiobooks, podcasts, and originals. I love how with Audible, no matter where you are, your imagination can run absolutely wild with lives of celebrities, the journey to your best self, the spider web of true crime, and discover new worlds or old ones. Audible is truly the home of storytelling. Audible has all of your audio entertainment in one app and has an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. And now you can even listen to On My Mind with Ava Jules on Audible, which is so cool. All of your favorite content on one app. I'm currently listening to Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's so motivating and one of my favorites. So I wanted to listen to it before the new year. Let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. New members can try it free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Ava or text Ava to 500-500. That's Audible dot com slash Ava or text Ava to 500 500 to try audible free for 30 days audible.com slash Ava go check it out for today's episode I wanted to talk about life lessons I learned at 21 I recently turned 22 on November 11th and I actually used to do this on my channel it was a tradition every year I would do 14 things I learned at 14 15 things I learned at 15 and so on and so forth I haven't done it in like two or three years. So I thought now that I have a podcast, I should do it in podcast form because I want to talk about things I learned when I was 21 that I thought I would share with you, you know, spread the knowledge, spare, or not spare, share the knowledge, share the wisdom. I definitely feel like this was the biggest year of growth for me. Lots of learning curves and growing pains. So I thought this would be the perfect episode to do. I know this was my birthday passed a little bit ago, but I haven't really had a chance to do this episode until now. So I've been 22 for about a month. I don't even feel it. I, it's so weird because I, fun fact, used to be a very emotional birthday person. I don't know if anyone relates to this, but I used to be the person, I, I think I still am, who would cry the night before their birthday and would just absolutely have a meltdown. When I was 18 turning 19, I just had the biggest meltdown of my life because I was like, holy shit, this is the last teenage year. Where has the time gone? I'm not ready to grow up. And then when I was 19 turning 20, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to enter my 20s. I'm saying goodbye to my teen years. That was a whole other meltdown. And this was the first year that I didn't cry my birthday. And I don't know if that's because I simply didn't really even think about it or process it. But, you know, a win is a win. I haven't had a non-emotional birthday in 
so long. And I never even really processed that I turned 22. Like I don't even, like I feel 22, but I, I don't know. I never really thought too deeply about it. Cause if I, I think if I did, I would probably spiral and be like, oh my gosh, I just finished another year of my twenties. You know, now I only have however many left. And obviously that's me just being dramatic, but I've always been the biggest birthday crier. This was the first year that I didn't. So I guess that's good. Or it's not because I, you know, didn't process my emotions about it. So there's your little fun fact for the day. Every November 10th, the night of the 10th before my B-Day, the next day, you could expect me to be in a puddle of tears. So that's that. One of the bigger lessons I learned this year is to say yes to more things. Obviously within boundaries, you guys know I think boundaries are very important and saying no is important. But for me, I used to talk myself out of so many things. I, 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 you know what? I feel like I used to be such an anxious person and I definitely still can get like that sometimes, but this was the year that I kind of shed that identity of myself. I was like, I need to stop claiming identities that don't serve me. If I keep saying, oh, I have social anxiety. Oh, I, I'm just an anxious person. That's just how I am. And I keep claiming these identities that don't serve me. I'm, you know, never going to be able to try to move past them. And for me, I used to turn down opportunities that probably would have been super cool just because I would overthink it, get super anxious about it. And even though I don't regret anything and, you know, I am where I am because of things that I've been through and done whatever and everything that I was meant to experience, I I did. I do feel like I could have had some pretty cool experiences had I said yes to more things. And this was the first year that I started doing that. I was in my why not and saying yes era. If you guys listened to that podcast, I had talked about it a lot in there when I was going through that. But it was so freeing to say yes to opportunities and not even think twice about them. I think for me, I would try to analyze a situation, analyze an opportunity that was presented in front of me and just look at all the ways that it could go wrong. But I think for me, the biggest mindset shift I had to make was looking at what could go right. And because I said yes to so many more things this year, I have never made more friends than I made this year. And I have made the coolest memories with the coolest people because I said yes to things that I think me a year ago two years ago, me in the past would have said no to. And to think about missing out on experiences that I had this year just is crazy to me because I'm like, those experiences were so important and I will cherish for the rest of my life. And I feel like for me, keeping myself, you know, more open to things and open-minded to things and looking on how could this go right instead of how could this go wrong has been so helpful to me and really made this year really good to me because I said yes. And kind of speaking about what I just said about stop claiming identities that don't serve you, this one is such a big one and it's something I'm still learning. I can say all that I want that, oh, I am like this or I'm like that. I'm not a morning person. I don't don't like to wake up early. Like that's just not me. If I keep claiming identities that don't serve me and don't help me be the person I want to be and grow into the person I want to become, if I don't stop claiming those, that is going to remain who I am. Because the more you claim an identity, the more it becomes a part of you and you can break out of identities that don't serve you if you stop claiming them. And obviously it's easier said than done, but I think at the core of it, for example, say you want to be a morning person really badly, but you just keep saying, oh, I'm not a morning person. Like I'm just lazy in the morning. That's just not me. If you keep saying that, you're that's going to be your reality. And so if you want to become the person you want to become, you have to sometimes shed the identities that you hold on to because it's comfortable to and kind of break out of those. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Unlike most things we buy nowadays, our life doesn't come with a user manual with step-by-step instructions on how to navigate issues, changes, or problems we might experience. Throughout life, we just go through so many different things that are tough to figure out like career changes, new relationships, or even just growing up. And since we don't have a manual for these types of things that are inevitable, it's a good thing we have BetterHelp Online Therapy, which is basically the next best thing. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere. It's 100% online. I had such a positive experience with therapy and it's something I think anyone in any stage of life can benefit from. I know for me, it was so helpful to have a listening ear from someone who could give me really great sound unbiased advice and give me space to talk about what I was going through. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com mind. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash mind. Another lesson that I learned this year, and you know, I've I've definitely learned this the past few years of my life, the more I've gone through things and experienced life a little bit more, but the boy issues you stress about now won't last forever. I know when you're in the middle of, you know, a shitty situationship, boy problems in high school and college, it seems endless and it seems like that's just how life is always going to be. But there's always the brighter side of everything and having relationship problems in general, boy problems, girl problems, whatever it is, I know it just feels like the end of the world, but I promise it's not. And that's something, that's the kind of clarity you get with hindsight. And it's hard to realize in the moment, but anyone, to anyone who's going through tough issues right now with relationships, situationships, whatever it is, just know that it's not going to last forever and things won't always be like this. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be hard. You know, if it's right, it shouldn't be so difficult. I wish I could tell this to my high school self because boy issues just ruled my life and I was so crippled by them. And if only I could see now the other side of things, I would just have so much relief because I feel like my life was just constantly revolving around these issues around boys for what? And it just felt endless. It felt like the end of the world. I was like, oh, this is never going to get better. Trust me, it does. The next lesson I learned, I'm constantly seeing this. This has been a pattern. And this is something I learned kind of at the tail end of me being 21. And that is just the fact that literally everyone is winging it. I don't care who it is, if they're super successful, if they seem like they all have it figured out. No one really has it figured out. Everyone's just winging it. There's no, you know, manual to life. And, you know, some people have good directions. Some people have a good plan and a good idea of what they're doing. But at the end of the day, literally everyone is winging it and you're not alone in that. No one is 100% sure and 100% they know exactly what's going to happen because let's be honest, life never goes as you plan it. Therefore, you can never really fully be prepared for anything in life. And the more people I talk to, I've talked to people who are my peers and who are my age, who are a lot older, who are literally, you know, adults. And it, it all boils down to the same thing. Everyone is kind of just 
you know, figuring it out as they go along. And it's funny, like the more I realize this, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, sometimes I, you know, you look at your parents, for example, and you think they just know everything about everything. This is also their first time going through life. No one has, you know, experienced the whole run through of life before. And this is like their second try, I guess (laughs) that the way I worded that sounds really weird, but This is everyone's first time experiencing living life as they are. And even the people you look up to, that's their first time experiencing what they're experiencing. You know, you look at your parents and they're obviously older than you. And you're like, wow, they have it all figured out. They're still figuring it out. You know, this is their first time being parents to however old you are. This is their first time being in this stage of life. And that's honestly kind of brought me a lot of peace, just knowing that you figure things out as you come along. You don't, you can obviously have plans and goals. I think that's super important. But at the end of the day, you never know what life's going to throw you. And so you kind of just have to go with it. Everyone's kind of winging it, you know, some more than others, but everyone's winging it. This next piece of advice is obviously situational, but something I learned this year is that you don't owe every single person a second chance. And what I mean by that is sometimes when you give a person a second chance, you're just giving them a second chance to hurt you again or, you know, just mess up. Some people do deserve a second chance. I think humans grow, evolve. Everyone has the ability to learn from their mistakes and everyone has the ability to change, but that doesn't mean that everyone does. And I feel like when it comes to giving people a second chance, you have to really listen to your heart and your gut. And, you know, sometimes that won't really align, but even though everyone can change and can grow from their mistakes that doesn't always warrant a second chance. And like I said, it's situational, but you don't owe anybody that, you know? Another big lesson that I learned was you have to learn how to love your life and yourself without a partner in the picture so that you don't place all your happiness in one person. If you are going to rely on your partner to give you everything you need, that's a really scary situation to be in because you never know what can happen. Nothing is guaranteed. And when you place all of this all of your happiness, all of your self-worth, everything in one person, and that gets taken away from you, or you guys break up or something happens, and that gets ripped away from you, you will be left in pieces. And I say this because when I went through my breakup, I remember being like, holy shit, had I not learned how to, you know, function by myself, do things by myself. I've always been very independent, even in relationships. Had I not had my own life outside of this relationship, this would feel like the end of the world. And even though it sucked, it didn't feel like my entire life was shattering because I still had my own life. I didn't put all of it in one person. And obviously building a life with the person you're with is super important, but you also always have to have a little piece that's your own. And you always have to learn how to find worth and love in yourself because if you place that in someone else, you're placing all of that in someone else's hands. And I feel like that in itself is a gamble. And obviously this is not me saying that you have to assume something bad is gonna happen to your relationship. But I just think in general, even if you're with this person, you have a great relationship for the rest of your life, you always have to have a separate relationship with yourself. I have a little stupid lesson that I learned. (laughs) And it's that unfollowing people from your past, from high school is not that big of a deal. And it's never that personal. If, you know, someone from high school that you haven't talked to in five years, 10 years unfollows you, don't take it personally. And, you know, someone else shouldn't take it personally if you do it to them. This year, it was funny because 
I was looking through my following and I was like, why do I follow so many people who I haven't talked to since the day of graduation? I don't need to see what people are doing. You know, it's not this age of like social media we live in. We see what everyone's doing. If someone's not in your life anymore, you don't have to see, you know, all of their little updates. Oh, like we just did this, whatever, whatever. I feel like it's not normal to consume that much media from people who aren't even in your life anymore. And so it's okay to go through who you're following and unfollow people. Don't let it make you nervous. I remember I used to be nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like what if they freak out and, you know, start talking shit about me or whatever, like they get mad at me. It doesn't matter. And if it really matters that much to someone, mm, (laughs) that's a little weird. I only say this because curating who you follow on social media is so important, especially when you spend a lot of time on it. And you should only be consuming people, people's content who you, you know, actually care about and actually have in your life. If you're following celebrities or influencers, whatever, have it be people who inspire you, make you feel good, who whose content serves you in some kind of way. Because at this point, we spend so much of our time online. It is such a big part of your life. The content you consume plays a big part in your mind. This next one, I hope is a reminder for all of you listening who have to deal with this. Wear your retainers. Don't, you know, don't skip it for a few days or a week because it's going to hurt like a bitch when you put it back on and your teeth shift faster than you could ever imagine. And trust me on this because I forgot my retainer on a two week trip. And when I put it on after I got back from my trip, (laughs) I was literally tearing up. And when I, I couldn't even wear it for a full night, I would wake up and my retainers would be in the sheets somewhere because throughout the night I would literally take them off in my sleep because it was so uncomfortable and my teeth would be sensitive. It hurts so bad. So just wear your retainers because once you get into the habit of not wearing them and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter, like blah, blah, blah. That's when you go back for braces round two. And I know this because I had braces when I was, I think, 13 or 14, something like that. You know, had great teeth after. My teeth were quote unquote perfect because I had braces. And then like two years after that, I wasn't diligent wearing my retainer, so then I had to get Invisalign. I was like, oh, great. And something my orthodontist told me was that your teeth have muscle memory. So even after, you know, you get Invisalign, get braces, whatever, and your teeth are perfect, if you don't wear your retainers, they tell you to wear your retainers for a reason. They're not just saying it for shits and giggles. No, your teeth have muscle memory and they will move back to how they were. So, you know, just wear your retainers, be diligent about it, and also wash them every once in a while because the they get they get nasty as you know so wear your retainers before your teeth start shifting and before you have to deal with the pain of putting on a retainer after not having one worn one for like two weeks because that pain is like no other so wear your retainers and if i just reminded you to put them on tonight you are welcome and i promise once you start wearing them more often it won't hurt as much as it hurts right now (laughs) next piece of advice which i think a lot of people need to hear Breakups suck, but staying in a relationship that isn't right anymore sucks harder. Mm-hmm. Let that simmer. I don't even know if I need to dive into explaining that because I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. And while we're on the subject of breakups, I've, I've learned a lot about breakups, breakups this year because this was one of my first real ones. I didn't know how to navigate it. I didn't know how to deal with it. So... I have a lot of lessons about that. If you are feeling the urge, feeling the itch to text your ex, don't text them. Write it in your notes or send it to a friend. Wait 24 hours, wait a business day 
And I promise in the heat of the moment, I know you want to send a text sometimes, whether to be petty or, you know, confessing your feelings. And usually 90% 90 of the time, you won't want to send it the next day. And you're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. This next thing I really internalized and learned this year because I feel like this was one of the first years I have just grown to love myself so much and be so comfortable with myself and really like who I am and who I'm becoming. And it's the fact that you're your own harshest critic. The effects of that are strong. You can talk yourself out of doing anything. You can put yourself in these bad moods. You can make yourself feel like something that you're not. If you are your own harshest critic and that's the effect it has on you, imagine if you were your own biggest fan. Imagine if you were cheering yourself on, supporting yourself and believing in yourself. Imagine the effects of that versus always getting down on yourself and all of these different negative things. Be your biggest fan and see how much your life changes with that. This last thing is something that I say to myself and I'll say to you because it's true for each and every one of us. You've gotten through everything you've gone through, which means that you are strong, you are resilient, and anything you go through in the future, you're going to get through that as well. Because all of those things that you've gone through in life that you felt like you'd never see the other end, you're here now and you got through it. You are so amazing for that and you're so strong. And anything that comes at you again in the future, you know, sometimes life happens. It's not the last time that bad things are going to happen. We're going to go through things again. We're going to keep going through things throughout life because, you know, life isn't perfect and we all go through tough times. You are going to get through it. You're going to get through it. And I know that for a fact because you've gotten through everything that you've gone through. And you should be proud of yourself for that. I honestly wrote a few other things on here. But I was looking through this list as I was reading through them, and these were the ones that I really feel like were the most prevalent this year for me, this past year of life. So those are the ones that I'm going to share. Those are some of the life lessons I learned at 21. I'm, you know, excited and ready for all of the life lessons I'm going to continue to learn because I think every year is going to be different. And I think this would be so fun to do as an annual little episode on the podcast and I think it'd be so cool to look back at. So this was me with all the life lessons I learned at 21. There's still so much to learn. I still don't have, you know, much at all figured out. Even if it looks like that, don't let anything deceive you. I'm still just figuring it out day by day. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it inspired you, made you feel good. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that you are having a good holiday season so far. And I appreciate you spending however many minutes this podcast was with me today. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to chat with me. I will talk to you all so, so soon in the next episode. And those were all the life lessons on my mind. 